Welcome to Oyana, a teenager's journey to self-love. Our mission is to inspire, educate and empower, helping teenagers and parents to navigate through life and connect with their inner self. I'm your host and transformational life coach, Carol Oakley, and thank you for tuning in. And I hope you're all well out there um, at the moment. I'm always going on about the weather, but I'm pleased to say the weather today um, it's quite warm and it's quite sunny so I'm, I'm hoping that it, it will continue I really am now today I have the pleasure to have Ola with me now Ola is an academic life coach for preteens and teens now she's here to talk about how to use the summer break effectively so you get back to school well rested and also academically ready for the term and she's also going to touch on what should the summer break look like for a child that is falling behind at school or a child that has had like major exams like GCSEs. So without further ado, let me say hello to Ola. How are you doing, Ola? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so honoured to be here. I'm looking forward to our talk. <laughs> oh, you're more than welcome. Well, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule, because I know you've got a busy schedule to come on my show to share your pearls of wisdom. Yeah, you're more than welcome. Now, I, I normally just like to go with the flow. So let's just go with the flow and see where yeah. where the conversation takes us. Great. That'd be great. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. So first of all, Ola, can you just share uh, with our listeners a little bit about your background, please? So my background is in pharmacy. I studied to be a pharmacist. I also have a master's in pharmacy. So I was going down that route and like had big plans and all. And then um, my son was struggling at school. Um, And so I, with time, which I'll probably talk about it um, during the course of our interview, I transitioned and I um, trained to become a parent coach and then a life coach, then academic life coach. I niched down to become an academic life coach. So, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So just very briefly, just for our listeners, what does a academic, I mean, it says it in your title, but just give a top line on what you do as a life coach for preteens and teens. Right. So what I do is, in a nutshell, I help um, preteens and teens to make studying easier. I help them to find ways, their own unique way to study smarter, not harder. Um, so that school is easier for them. The whole um, revision, studying for exams or assessments and all isn't as hard as uh, we might think it should be. So that's what I'm doing in a nutshell. Brilliant. So I guess you just assess every child. Um, you know, I guess you do like an overview, like a, I guess, a questionnaire on or some sort of assessment before you come to um, your own con- conclusions so that you can put together a, um, I don't know, a, a package or I guess a, an assessment on how they can move forward. Yes. Yeah, so I have, um, there's some study skills that a lot of us as adults have as life skills that the children also should have and be skilled at to make their school easier, like time management, organization, and just working on their memory and how they actually revise and all. And basically I teach and I coach them through those skills because no matter how much of the skill they already have, getting better at the individual skills makes school easier for them. 
great. Yes, that's what I do. Yes. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. So um, I guess what are the main challenges, I guess, that parents come to you for as well as academic? I mean, what relating to aca- academic, um, ac- academia, what are the main challenges you, you, you find? So one of the major ones that I find, well, right now, especially that we've had the pandemic and all has been the children not being motivated. Motivation has been a big one um, because no matter how much we try and help our children when they have like major exams, like GCSE levels in a pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, it's very difficult for them to do any work if they're feeling unmotivated or they're just not feeling right in themselves. So that's one major thing that I have seen as a struggle um, this time, this period. Yeah, I can imagine that it must be so hard. It has been. I mean, you know, I've got a a 12 year old. I know you've got um, children as well. And I'm sure sure we've all had our challenges with with, with this time. Yeah, even we as adults, we've struggled sometimes. We're just finding the energy and headspace to do the things that we need to do. Yes. Um, How much more for our children when, especially when they don't understand the vocabulary around how they feel mm-hmm. um, so yes it has been a struggle yeah and as well as I mean I know that another big challenge that you find is well-being you know parents not putting well-being as a priority when dealing with with um, their, their children especially high achievers do you want to talk a little bit about that yes yeah, so that's that's a real um big one for me because Um, I work with a lot of high achieving families and I have a child, you know, I have three kids and I have a child that is high achieving also. And I understand the want for our kids to do well. And when a parent is high achieving, they sometimes don't realize um, how much pressure that they might mm. be putting on the child yes. or just the pressure of society, the school that the child might attend. Um, if they are attending a really high academic school um, and or they might actually have a lot of, um, you, you know, what we don't want is our child, our children to do well at the expense of their mental wellness. Absolutely. So, Putting their mental wellness as priority is always important. I think, you know, I'm sure you will agree with me if I say if a child isn't well, they can't do well, Mm. basically. So it's better for us to think about the children and what makes them happy. How can they be happy? How can they feel good within themselves, their confidence, their mindset, and not just going after the result to please everyone else, mm. but because they also buy into it. Absolutely, absolutely. And how is that received with with parents? You know, uh, you know, are there some parents who are like, "What are you talking about, Ola? I want my child to be a high achiever." You know, and they just don't get it. How do you kind of diplomatically, you know, get them to that so, place where they understand that mental, you know, their well, their child's well being is very important. Yes, again, like you said, it depends on the parents because I've had some parents um, that it's been difficult conversation with them. And so what I do in that scenario is I coach the child and I speak to the child and I 
help them through whatever mindset blocks they might have. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, when I, you know, I offer um, parent sessions yeah. in while I'm coaching the kids. So when I speak to the parents, I gently ask them, you know, what they think um, the mindset of their children are and how they think their child might be feeling around the whole thing. And just gently offer another alternative to them maybe pushing or putting the child under pressure. Like what about, um, sometimes it's just a matter of backing off. Honestly, yeah. sometimes it's just a matter of allowing the child to take ownership of their own learning. Mm-hmm. It's, yes, it's as simple as that. But a lot of the time when they see the difference in the children, they then are able and more open to receive my own perspective of putting well-being as priority brilliant 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 so uh, let's talk about you know obviously the main subject why we're you know why we're here or, or why you're here um the summer you know the kids some kids have broken up now some kids are going to be breaking up next week how should kids use their time effectively so that they are well rested and academically rested while they're on holiday so I feel that, okay, so that I'll talk about two different um, types of children at this time. Okay. I have a son who just finished his A-levels and it was a really hectic time. Um, if your child has had major exams, be it 11 plus GCSEs or um, A-levels, they've had a tough time not knowing what's going to happen and okay. having to work um, isolated in the pandemic Right now, I feel that it's nice and it's good for for them to have the opportunity to relax. And that might mean being flexible with routines and schedules. So, Ola, let's let's go on to, you know, the main topic, you know, of uh, why you're here. You know, the the, most children are either either broken up or they're about to break up. How should they use their time effectively so that they are well rested and academically rested? And also parents, you know, for parents to have the have some headspace as well during this period. Yes. So that's a very good question. And I'll start by talking about rest, Um, just like at work or in our businesses, we are meant to take breaks. Um, People get work. Um, breaks and holidays and they go away and do no work it's good for our kids to have periods where they're not doing any work where they're just resting and whatever is relaxation and fun and play for your child is good for them to have the space to do that now I know that parents put their children in summer schools and all um, and it's good for you to assess what is being taught at the summer school summer school should not add stress Mm. to your child's life because it means that they haven't had a break come september it means they haven't had a break and that's not putting their well-being first yes now i know that it's possible to have a child that just finished um exams like my son just finished his a levels and having a break being able to wake up in the morning and have no plan is a big deal for him being able to go out and see his friends and not think about exams and all is a is a big part of um this summer break for him at the same time he knows what he's going to study at uni and what university he's going to so he's been 
doing a bit of reading around what he's going to study. He's going to look at the university again. Those are preparations that they can do. Um, If you have a child that is moving to another sixth form school, they can read up about the school and maybe meet another parent from the school. Now, when it comes to the academics, I always say that summer is a term. By that, I mean a whole term's work can be covered in the summer period. It does not mean that you should let your child do that. Mm. It's just me trying to explain how much work can be done. So maybe choose one subject if your child is falling behind that will move the needle. Um, not all 10 subjects okay. and just let them do some light reading. If it's English, even reading books um, and taking part in like summer book competitions. I know a lot of libraries do yes, like do. competitions. That's more fun than just sticking them in the corner, you know, to read books and all that they might not find interesting. And going through maybe the curriculum for the next term and seeing some of the things that they're going to do that they might see as fun mm. and, and reading up around it or watching um, YouTube videos or podcasts, listening to podcasts around those topics are easy ways to keep academics in um, our children's minds. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Because mm-hmm. it is all about fun, isn't it? It's, it's kind of yeah. being very smart with, with their time, you know, and it really depends, I guess, like you say, um, where your child is, because if they're falling up behind, you know, obviously yeah. they do need that kind of little bit of consistency to help them exactly. you know, for when they, when they go back. Um, yes. But it's, it's all about managing that time and making that time fun so they don't feel that they are kind of learning under stressful conditions or in a, a school type uh, setting I know because they can because that can even make a child just give up like mm. it's just too much when school starts they're still doing work during the holidays they're still doing work and it can make them just stop altogether but I know that a lot of parents want to avoid the summer slide because yeah. sometimes children go back and They've forgotten everything mm. from the term from last year, from the last academic year. But that can be done by having some time, easy time during the summer break. So one thing that I'm doing with my daughter, one of my daughters, I have three kids. And one thing I'm doing with one of them is um, every day she has like an hour to go through um, a workbook that I, I got for her. And after that, she has the rest of the day free for herself. So she knows that that just that one hour is the time that she just does some work so that she doesn't fall behind. Mm. And then the rest of the day, she's got dance lessons and um, she can meet up with her friends. So, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's all about it's all about smart planning, I guess. And, and knowing your child, you yeah. know, it really, it really is. And, um, you know, you touched about touched on sort of motivating your teen in terms of self-care what about any tips on self-care for your teens right when you say self-care um for them to basically take charge of their own self-care and their own well-being yes it's a conversation that um i feel that needs to be had at home so you can't have these conversations with teenagers if they don't understand why. Mm. 
Mm. So there's something that I used to, uh, that my, uh, my parents and adults in, I grew up in Nigeria, I used to say when I was growing up, where you ask a question and they say, why has the long tail and two branches? Mm. Basically, they're not giving you an answer every time you ask why. You know, gone are the days where we can get away with not giving our children answers. Now they want to know why so that they buy into it yes. and then they practice it themselves. So self-care for our children is sleeping well. Teenagers mm. need to sleep well. And one of the things that keeps them from sleeping well is screen time and also just having conversations around those important things, sleeping well, eating well, getting some exercise, which could mean even uh, fun time, play time with the parents or with their friends, um, social connections. They need to keep interacting with their mm. friends, with family, um, are the things that we should be promoting. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. And what about um, procrastination? You know, children, <laughs> how, can our, how can our parents support their child who is a bit of a pro- procrastinator? Okay, so procrastination, the one thing is to ask why your child is procrastinating because we all procrastinate for different reasons mm. um as adults in our businesses or careers why do we procrastinate is either something that you're just afraid of is fear of something or anxiety or you don't actually know how to do the work and yes. this is for our kids it could be fear it could be fear of failing it could be anxiety. It could be um, that they don't actually understand how to do their work. It could just mean that they are bored. They might be bored. If they find, I know uh, um, someone that I coach, and the reason why he procrastinates on certain things is because he finds them boring. Mm. And so the first place to start is to try and find out why your child might be procrastinating. It could be fear of, them starting the work and thinking that they might not have time to finish the work. That happened to my son when he was preparing for his A-levels. I realized that he was slowly not doing his work. And I then realized that it was because he just felt overwhelmed by how much work he had to do in one subject and thought he would never finish um, revising for that subject. So the procrastination has a reason, has a root. And yes. dealing with the root of the problem mm-hmm. is key. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's down to, I guess, communication, isn't it? Making yes. sure that you have honest communication with your, with your child. Yes, exactly. And I always say, if, you're, if you feel that your child is in distress and needs yeah. professional um, help, it's good to have somebody to talk to yeah. uh, outside of yourself. Um, because it's amazing how much they will say to a stranger. I know it's I know it's not nice when I feel that my son is talking to somebody else other than me, but it's nice for them to have somebody that they can, you know, speak to and bear all. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. And um you work with um, sort of mel- mental wellness, just to kind of go back to self-care. Um sort of black mental wellness. Do, do you want to share anything with, with, with that, with what you do? Because that, that's a, something else that you, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's another passion, isn't it? 
Yes, that's another the passion um, project that we started um, this year with a friend of mine. And um, we started an organization called the Black Mental Wellness UK. Mm. And basically what we saw, and I'm sure you know, is the gap in the in the knowledge and the education for wellness amongst the Black community. And, and also just... I think that our background, the way we've been brought up, um, a lot of us ignore our well-being and our wellness until it's too much because we have this um, this view of being strong mm. and getting through hard things. So we don't take care of ourselves as we should until it gets like overwhelming and it's, it gets too far. So we want to create a space where we can educate and empower yes. Black people to think more and to focus more on their well-being. Brilliant. That's a, such a brilliant thing. Brilliant cause, you know, especially, especially during these times, you know, I commend you. I really do. It's fantastic. Well done. Well done. Um, I'm just thinking about the summer again. I just think there's anything else that we can share with our listeners. Um, and I guess it's all about just taking time out and enjoying it, isn't it? it yes. you know. Yeah. And, you know, summer is a time where we get more time with our children, really. They, yes. are home, they have more time for those conversations that you might never have or you mm. just haven't had time to have those areas. I mean, think of it as a wheel of life. You know, we use the wheel of life in coaching and we think about our social well-being, our physical well-being, our health and fitness, yes. our, um, you know, for a child is their friendships are important. Mm. So having conversations about those areas. Um, and I'll say the first place to start is what are the areas that are important to your child? You know, I got my son to do that, to write out the areas that are important to him. You know, it, to my amazement, I would normally say family separates to social relationships. He lumped us all together. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. You know, he put us all relationships as a whether with my parents or my siblings and my friends he basically put everything together oh, and then yes. having conversations around how do you feel about different areas of your life and what mm. would you like to do over summer mm. to make this area or that area better what you know those conversations are important for them because it puts them in a better mindset a better mental space for when school starts in september Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, wow, just a few more questions, Ola. Um, can you recommend any useful resources for our listeners? So um, apart from reading books, I'm going to recommend some podcasts. Okay. So, um, Study Skills is yes. a podcast. Which is, uh, your pod- which is your podcast? It's actually not mine. It's oh, the same name. It's yes. the same name. Okay, I thought it was yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Brilliant. He has so many um, amazing um, resources and all. So um, check out Study Skills. Okay. Uh, and Exam Study Expert is another one. Um, and Attitude. Attitude is a lot of um, parents who have children who are ADHD uh, oh. listen to that. However, the advice and all the information on there 
for me, as far as I'm concerned, is for any child because we all have one area or another that we struggle with, with executive um, skills, mm. whether it's our time management or yeah. our organization or, or just, you know, thinking skills and all. So that's a very good uh, podcast that I will recommend for okay. parents. Yeah, to have a listen. Fantastic. I'll put them in the uh, in the show notes. Yes, that would be great. I will. I will do. And just uh, on to my big life kind of questions. What is your, what's your proudest moment? Okay, my proudest moment. My proudest moment is personal to myself. It's not my coaching work as much as my son. Yeah. My son was at the age of eight. He was struggling in school. Um, and I remember at the time they said that he was two years below his classmates. He was okay. two years behind. And I didn't know what to do because mm. I, I, I just, he, and to make it even huge, he was in a private school. And okay. I assumed that being in a private school meant all our problems were over, you know, like mm. they would take care of him and he would do really well and I don't have to do anything. No, that's not true. We need to invest in our children's education, no matter where they are. And yeah, so he was behind and I had to homeschool him because all the teachers said that there was nothing they could do to mm-hmm. help him. And he's just not doing well, period. And being a mom that doesn't take no for an answer, I decided to homeschool him. I didn't tell anybody. Homeschooling wasn't a, a big thing at the time in the UK. Yes. So I was afraid to tell people so that they don't discourage me. And yes. I wanted to try it. And I was afraid that... I was just scared. What if it doesn't work? But I thought I'll give it a shot. And he has gone from being that struggling child where a teacher said to me, if you teach him one plus one, when you change one number to two, like one plus two, his brain can't work it. That's what she said to me. Okay. Now he's going to study mathematics at the university amazing oh that's fantastic that's what a huge achievement well yeah. done you <laughs> that's, that's big for me because I feel like I was I lost some hair in the process so I feel like I'm part of that <laughs> not part of that journey and part of that achievement oh that's fantastic fantastic wow so I mean you obviously you've got your own um like I said life coaching business which is called study skills um, study lab. Yeah, study skills, yeah. St- study skills lab. Please yeah. share with our listeners a little bit about that. I know it's also to do with that coaching, but do you want to say anything more about it? Well, so study skills lab I created because I wanted to create a space where um, parents who really want their children to do well, and I know that a lot of parents don't necessarily agree with assessments and kids being tested and all, but that's the education system we have and we have to find a way to work with it. So I wanted a space where parents who want their children to do well, but realize that um, it can jeopardize their well-being, could come and learn how to make studying easier for their children. Um, And for me, it's by study skills. That's a lot of the work I did with my son just knowing how he, what was unique about him, helping him with his mindset, working yes. around his um, revision strategies and mm. organization. So 
I coach um, children to be able to develop those executive skills. And I also work with parents to help them know how to um, support their children without losing their own minds (laughs) in the process. process. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. And how, how is it going? I mean, what's next for, you know, study skills lab. Right. So we started in October. We are still um, new. We're still babies. Um, And it's grown a lot. I have learned so much in the process and I have a good community, uh, growing community. What's next for us is that I am looking to create some affordable online school where parents can come and get a lot of soft skills, soft skills that they want for their children in one space. So that's the next big um, move for us. Oh, fantastic. How how exciting. exciting. (laughs) I'll I'll check you out. I'll support you. (laughs) What is the, what's the biggest lesson life has taught you, Ola? That everything is figureoutable, even for our kids. And don't, you know, when they say your child can't, um, don't buy into it. Find how they can. That's yeah. the big one for me. Yes. Yeah. Challenge. 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 Yes. Constantly yes. challenge, constantly push, push boundaries. And it helps them to get more resilient because um, life is not always, there's some doors that are open. There's some mm. doors that people open for you. Some doors you knock them down. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And three tips or pieces of advice you'd you'd give a teenager or a young adult. Right, three pieces of advice. So number one is that you are, um, you can grow beyond your mindset. It all starts with what you think about yourself and what you think that you can achieve. Yes. So work on your mindset on believing in yourself and you will grow more and more. That's one. Secondly, um, we are all products of who we move with, the five, six people that we surround ourselves with. So be yes. careful who your friends are. Yes. <laughs> um, because they can influence you and they can speak into your life negatively or positively. Um, so that's another thing. Wonderful. And then thirdly, I would say. Yes. <laughs> Make sure that you put your well-being first. What does that mean? It means that you you can't push your body beyond the limit and think that everything is going to be okay. Learn to put your well-being first. And, you know, that's why I also created the Black Mental Wellness Space because our well-being is important and everything else is as a result of how well we feel. Lovely. Wonderful. 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 And my last question actually it's kind of a two-part question. What's the most important message you'd like to leave with us today? Uh, or, you know, what would you like people to take away from, from this conversation? Right. Okay. So the big thing for me, I think is for parents. Yes. To say that, you know, if there's a parent there and, you know, you're struggling and your child is struggling and your child has been labeled or put in a box and where you feel they can never achieve beyond the labels that society 
or even us as parents, we, you know, we put our children in, in boxes and label them. Yes. And it's just to encourage them that they can break free yeah. from that space. They can break free from that box, from that label and be great. There's greatness in every child. And so um, just to tell the parents, you're doing a good job and your child needs you to believe in them. Oh, brilliant. Well, wonderful. That's such a lo- lovely way to end the show, Ola. Thank you so much indeed for sharing your pearls of wisdom. It's Thank been, you. It's been brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, our listeners, I hope you got, you know, some value out of this. I certainly did. And uh, Ola, how can our listeners, you know, connect with you? So, yes, um, I am on social media. I'm on Instagram on Study Skills Lab. That's where you will find me mostly, um, Study Skills Lab on Instagram. I also um, I'm, I'm on Facebook okay. and LinkedIn. So um, those are the ways to connect with me on my social media platform. Brilliant, brilliant, yes. brilliant. Thank you so much. Listeners, there you go. There you go. There are all uh, Ola's details if you want to connect with her. And if you obviously want to um, check out my my website you know it's um oyana.co.uk and um yeah if you're looking for a mentor or a transformational coach please email me i'll be more than happy to support you so until next week keep learning live fearlessly practice gratitude and love unconditionally this is carol oakley peace and love to you all